0: Welcome to Parenting Trap. This is episode eight. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Hi, Barbara. I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, we had a question. Well, actually more of someone that wrote in that I think has been watching our videos and... Um, I'll just, I'll just say what they said, because it's interesting. And I I thought it'd be fun to talk about today. I wrote it down here. Um, uh, so they were saying that they have a two-year-old that is increasingly acting out when she doesn't get her way. Yes.
1: Awesome. (gasps) I think that's a great question. Yay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So acting out is, is, is kind of a loaded word And um, I would say that the way I try and think about behavior is that all behavior is communication. And I try and look at all behavior as neutrally or as positively as possible. So I try and like look at that because if you think of it as um, the kid has a problem, they're acting out and that's a problem that needs to be fixed. Then you go into it with... um, You, you, you go into it with a mindset that will react in that way. But if you go into it thinking like, man, this kid's having a really hard time. I want to understand curiosity, understand, like have empathy, like all of these things. um, Then your reaction will uh, be, um, I think that your reaction will be better and um, it can help the child better and get over everything
0: better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and I think <laughs> it's so funny. I have a two-year-old, well, a, he'll be two in a couple of weeks. And, uh, the two-year-old is interesting because they, I, um, you know, they are a little bit pre-verbal and I think a lot of parents are starting to see this shift between the one-year-old to the 2 year olds. So At one-year-olds, they kind of go along with what we do. They kind of are happy to, um, uh, sometimes even just go along for the ride and when you you can redirect them pretty easily so if they're playing with something that you don't want them to play with you can pretty easily get it out of their hand or say oh that's that's not safe i'm gonna take that and hand them something else and they don't get too upset about things or you know having to go inside after playing outside for a while you know they're like oh yeah okay they they seem very um uh just happy to Be with you, where two you start to see this really big shift, and two, um, um, they're they are finding their independence. They're realizing that they have this ability to change, um, you know what the way we react. There, they can they can scream a bunch, and then we'll kind of be like, all right, fine, I guess it's fine if you play with that. And they're exploring all of that. It's the very beginning of of kind of. figuring out their independence in the world and exerting figuring out, who
1: figuring I mean, out who
0: they are. I mean,
1: that is, that's crazy to think about.
0: I know.
1: <laughs> Like, I know. like, how do you know what foods do you like? What do you, what do you like to play with? What do you want to learn about? Um, yeah. I mean, these, these are things that, that we kind of take for granted, but uh, kids need to go through this process and figure it out themselves. And yeah, that's it's definitely is it starts Um, really showing it (laughs) too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a super fun age because um, it it, kind of like what you were saying, if we try to see their behavior as communication and the the best, you know, I I like to, I think the term is called steel manning, you know, where um, usually it's used in a, you know, sort of a debate format where if somebody has an argument, you always try and give them the best version of their words as possible. I like to do that with my kid. I like to think that, you know, everything they're doing is the best version of what they can give me at that time. And when they are having a really difficult time, they're not doing it intentionally to upset me. They are doing it because that's what they have at that time. And so when, you know, when we, when we deal with, with, it, with accepting arms, open arms, and the, the best benefit of the doubt they possibly can, they're gonna feel heard, they're gonna feel understood, they're gonna feel welcome to have those feelings, and hopefully they'll be able to kind of move on quicker than if we try to tell them, oh, that's not really important, or you knew we had to come inside anyway, or whatever we might tell our children
1: that that sounds very dismissive when you do that and when we accept the feelings um this is also when we accept the feelings then it it does it helps them get over it faster um and this is also a great opportunity to um teach your kids how to become the um introspective And look inside themselves so if you're starting to see them lose control then you can help them by labeling it you can say you look really angry or sad or um i don't know upset jealous is another one that kids can feel and if you if you start giving them words for these feelings then they will be able to it feels more validating for them. And then also when they feel them in the future, they'll be able to vocalize that and communicate, they'll learn to communicate in a more healthy way. Cause ideally we um, as adults want to do this with um, our partners and our friends and family. We just, we want to be able to say like, oh, I'm feeling this right now. Um, and then and then have an open communication, like open conversation about that. Um, and when we shut down those feelings when they're kids and we don't label them, then, then I think that that kind of stunts that growth a little bit. We're missing an, a growth opportunity here.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And saying that no one wants to hear it when you're upset. No one wants to hear you when you're, you know, sad or mad. Um, uh, and that, yeah, you're right. That repressing those feelings is not healthy, um, feel
1: misunderstood
0: misunderstood exactly and you might think oh my gosh it's so ridiculous I gave you a blue cup and you're asking for a red cup and then I gave you the red cup and now you're asking for the green cup and you know it just seems like it doesn't even matter it's a cup it's fine it's you you should be able to drink out of that cup that's (laughs) and it can seem so insignificant to us um So there's two things there. One is sometimes it can seem so insignificant to us. It's hard to give it value, but it's really important to them. And I think we need to remember that. And then the other thing is, is sometimes kids can get into those spirals. They can kind of get into these spirals of no winning. It feels like, and, and I think two's 2s twos, you're starting to see this a lot in two and three year olds where no matter what, they'll ask for something, you'll give it to them and it's not right. And then you give it another one and you try and fix it. You keep trying to fix it and it, they just keep getting more and more upset. And when that's yes. happening, it's because they have a lot of worked up energy. Something's going on. That's not about the thing that you're trying to solve for them right there. They just want you to sit down and listen and they want to be heard.
1: So. And, well, and a lot of times they just want to explode. explode so that would be yeah. a good example where if, if you're, if you're seeing that your child is uh, getting upset over things, they wouldn't normally get upset over and there is no fixing it. Um, and it's not our job to fix, by the way. It's not our job to fix, but we do want to support our kids. And, and sometimes if they're like, oh, can you cut it this way instead? You'll say, okay, I'll cut it this way instead. But uh, sometimes the, the requests keep coming and they get more outrageous. And um, I would try and recognize when that's happening and know that when that's happening, it is not about the blue cup. It is about something else. And that kid needs to get something out. They need a safe person to just let their feelings out on. So what you do is you hold that limit and you say, I hear you're upset. I I can't get you the blue cup right now or whatever it is. I can't cut your sandwich different. I already cut it this way, whatever it is. Um, I can't do that right now. I hear you. I see that you're really upset and just let them be upset and, uh, and they can cry and they can scream. Um, that's okay. They need that. It's we a release. Do. If for they them. feel
0: like, um, my, uh, my two-year-old gets, um, he'll kind of like, ah uh, tense up. And sometimes I'll hand him a pillow to squeeze. And he'll even do that sometimes when he's really excited and happy, he'll want to like hug something like our dog, but we got a little dog. And so I'll give him like a stuffed animal so he doesn't hurt the dog. So it can be used for both kind of getting out some extra energy that um, might be considered a little bit aggressive if they try to like punch you or whatever. You could say, here's a pillow. You seem so mad. You can punch the pillow. Um, and yes. your job, I would say in those instances is to remain calm, listen, make sure that they stay safe. And if they're trying to do something that's unsafe, you can very carefully stop that behavior and say, I'm gonna, and it might make them upset too, but I'm gonna keep you safe right now. And, and that's, um, that's it. It will pass too. It'll, and it's not
1: our job to fix it. Um, in, and when we do this, it's more work. It's easier to say, oh, stop, like, like get over the feelings as, as fast as possible. Um, but we are definitely robbing them of a learning experience here. And I think that it, is, um, an unsustainable, uh, trap that you end up in when you do that, because it just keeps happening over and over again. Whereas when you let them have that release, then we're teaching them to label the emotion. We're labeling the emotion. We're teaching them that we love them no matter what, um, And, uh, we can be an emotional rock that we're not going to get swept up in the emotions with them. Um, so like when they're losing it, we don't lose, we don't lose control either. We're just calm. And there. we can offer to give them a hug. They look like they're receptive to that. Um, yeah. What else was I going to say? We, we teach them that, um, and that, and that these things pass, right? These are, these are moments, everyone feels them and they come and they go, it's not permanent and it's okay. It's normal.
0: It's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree and I know I think we can all relate to the to to feeling that way. I mean, how many times have you just been out and about and your day doesn't go the way you were expecting, you end up getting who knows, you're you get in your car and it's out of gas and you go fill it up. And then you get to where you're going and you didn't realize it doesn't open for 10 minutes or it's really busy and the lines are long. And the thing that you even went to, whatever, let's say the mm-hmm. store, it, it, the item that you went to get wasn't there. And you're just, oh, everything's stacking up against me, but you're kind of all day. You're kind of just going through it and you're irritated. And at the end of the day, you burst in and you're like, oh, this was the most frustrating day ever. ever. And you want to just tell your partner about it or your friend. And, um, you know, usually, I mean, when, when I get in that feeling, I want someone to go, man, yeah, that sucks. God. ugh, I hate it when that happens. You know, yeah. you want, you want to be related. You, you just want someone to relate to those feelings with you, not mm-hmm. try and solve them, not try and fix it. You just want someone to listen. And, um, and then once it, once it's done, you feel a lot better. You're like, Ugh, okay, well, I'm glad I got to complain about that all day. Well, your kid's the same way. And when they're getting upset about, you know, a blue cup or a red cup, it's probably because they have uh, a ton of stuff that's been building up throughout the day. And I, I yeah, I just, it, it makes so much sense to me that kids would feel that, especially as a two-year-old who has no control over their day, almost at all. They are stuck with us. They're stuck doing what we want to do all the time. And they're stuck being told no all the time. And they have
1: a really hard time getting people to know what they want because most (laughs) two-year-olds are not that verbal. Some are a little bit but they're like, they want something. And then you're like trying to help them. And, and then, and they're probably getting frustrated
0: because you don't understand what they're trying to say. (laughs) Like That's incredibly frustrating. It is incredibly frustrating. And I do, I see that for sure in my two-year-old all the time. And probably so often he's saying things and I'm not understanding them. And he's just, brushing it off until that one moment at the end of the day that he just can't not be hurt anymore and he needs to let me know he's mad about it all.
1: And I and I want to add actually it's okay that we don't know what it is all the time. Yeah. Like um you might not know exactly why they they had that meltdown about the cup or whatever. Um but they will learn that we care and that we're trying we're trying to figure out what's, what's wrong. And, um, I think that makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah. That's a very good point. I love that. Uh, if you're constantly dismissing them, um, it's going, you know, it's not necessarily going to make them think, oh, my parents don't care. And, uh, so I'm going to stop trying. I mean, some of it might feel a little bit defeatist. Um, I mean, that in and of itself is a reason enough not not to treat kids like we don't care about what they care about, but, um, you know, they can feel so defeated, but also it could actually make some of these tantrums um, m- much more heightened because they might feel like this time I'm really upset and, you know, you never listen to me, but you really need to start listening to me. So it can actually make matters even worse. The and I've I've actually seen that in some com common like um parenting advice stuff, <laughs> like some of the traditional parenting advice where they say when your kid's having a big tantrum, just ignore them. Don't give it any, you know, it's like just don't don't acknowledge them. <laughs> okay, and it's just yeah. like it's that's gonna make your kid could you imagine if you walked in at the end of the day and you were trying to tell somebody that you were upset and then, oh man if no. somebody wasn't listening or they just stopped engaging with me and looked away, I would just, I would be so much more angry. Yeah. So, and you can understand why a kid, when they feel like they're not being heard, they're going to explode more and it's going to actually, it's going to add to their frustration tenfold. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's so true. Um, it it's also, I think important to know that, that we're all humans. We all make mistakes, right? Um, it's, 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 this is hard. This is hard work. Being a parent it's is hard. super hard. Yeah. And uh, to really be an emotional rock, we need to be in touch with ourselves and our own feelings. Um, and, uh, and if we're feeling stressed out, we can't be that rock for our kids. So we do need to take care of ourselves um, too,
0: absolutely really important and that's that for sure is an episode I would love to touch on I think I have it on my list which is self-care so we can briefly mention it here that make sure I mean I think the the way that um I've heard it said is make sure your cup is full before you help it's like or put your oxygen mask on first before you help the kid sitting next to you right if if I'm not in a state where I I'm um you know, if I'm hungry, or thirsty, or overly tired, and sometimes we can't always solve all of our problems. But if I'm in a heightened emotion, emotional state, I can't help my child. Well, because I'm going to probably feed the flames by being more irritated. Overall, thus making them irritated, I'm going to see more out of control. So sometimes, (laughs) I mean, I've I've, I've gone in and just been like, oh, I hear you're really upset. I'm going to go make some food. And my kid might be getting really upset, but I'm taking care of my needs too. And I'm kind of moving forward with this momentum that's like, I'm going to make sure we all get our needs met. And, and that's totally fine. But additionally, that's a small piece of self care, uh, because self care also is making sure that you have time away from your children. And that could be in a few minutes. And I know it's really hard to find help right now because COVID. And I mean, I'm sure financially too, I think a lot of people are having trouble with that, but, um, you know, getting someone to help watch your children. So you have a little bit of time to yourself. It's so important. And even if you yeah. get it once a week, just a little bit, so you can just take care of yourself. It's important. Yes. So, yes, we need that. Yeah, that was a sorry, very long, um, brief, <laughs> a very long, brief explanation on self-care, but it is important and we do care about that here. Uh, and uh yeah, I um uh, uh, do you have anything else to add? I, I think it's a tough age, this two and three year old. It's really hard. And yeah. accepting emotions and making sure that your kid feels like they're being heard and loved um, it, it will help them through and your kids, you know, they, they get older and they are able to communicate better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. And, but they'll, and they'll remember, um, you'll build a, loving, trusting relationship with them. And they'll know that they're accepted no matter what. Yeah. Um, and that's going to go a long way. So this is, this is really hard. This is a very hard way to parent. and It takes a lot of time. Um, but I think that in the long run, it makes things easier down, down the road.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. Yeah. So start now. Start now. Oh, yeah. And that's another good point. Another good episode would be it's never too late to start. It's true. It's never too late to start parenting um, respectfully in a very communication based, cooperative, collaborative way with your child. It may take a bit of time to kind of get your kid on board that you're doing things differently.
1: Yeah, it'll take a long time. I think um, the longer you wait, the harder it is to implement because you have to undo the patterns that have already been set in place. It's like going to counseling with a, a partner. Yeah. You have to, you guys, like people form habits and then react, react, react um, in, 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 you know, these, these ways that we're used to. Um, and so, so breaking that cycle is very, very difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it's worth it and it's worth it to stick it through because, um, I think you'll be doing yourself and your kids such a big favor. Yes. Uh, and that being said, you know, if this isn't your way of, if you don't like it, you don't have to parent this way. You can do things your way. Maybe this isn't for you. Um, but we're, we're big supporters of that here, obviously. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Um, I would say um, this podcast would be for anyone who wants to hear of an alternative way to parent. Um, And if what you're doing works for you, that's great. Keep doing it. If you're if it's not working, though, um, you might want to explore this option. Um, And if you don't have any parenting philosophy, I would recommend looking into this one only because uh, all, all the others, like there's, well, not all the others, but there's like this (laughs) traditional way that you think of, um, you know, parenting, um, more conventional, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're bombarded with that through books and media, um, the way we were parented, the way we see other people parent. So, um, challenging some of those ideas is, is, I think it's just a good thing to do in general with all aspects of our lives.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We learn so much by exploring these different ideas and different ways of doing things. And even if you come to the conclusion that it's not for you,
1: then um, that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if what you're doing is working great and it sounds so different than what we're talking about, by all means, do what's working for you. Um, (laughs) So true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have much Great. more to add, but I do want to do some plugs. So I, oh. I want to say if you have any questions, anyone out there, you can send questions to questions at parentingtrap.com. Um, also, we now have a Patreon. Yay. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the shameless asking for um, support. If you guys like what you hear, if you want to throw a little bit of support our way we have a patreon you can find us there so um but we're we're gonna keep doing this no matter what because we're passionate and we care about the we care about this philosophy enough to do it for free but (laughs)
1: yeah definitely Uh, yeah um there was something else I was gonna say but I can't remember what it is now you were saying plugs and then uh oh oh yeah I was gonna say um And if you like and subscribe to our channel, then it really helps us with the YouTube algorithm.
0: (laughs) Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're on Apple as well. So I think if you listen to podcasts, if you're not on YouTube, um, if you're on Apple, I know that the the way that uh, their podcast uh, app works, when you rate and review it, it really helps with the search. So people type in parenting. If we have enough, like five stars or whatever subscribers. I I don't know. Um, but if you like what you hear and you're on an Apple podcast listener, uh, you can tell I'm not an Apple person or I would know this stuff better, but, um, that would also really help us out. Uh, Yes.
1: so people can let us know what you want to hear too. (laughs) So we can make this
0: podcast better. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks, Barbara. Thank you, Alex. This was fun.